Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our theme this week is what it means to live in Christ. And in closing yesterday's programme, Colin, you made the point based on some verses in Ephesians that it is God's plan that we live in Christ. That all those who believe in him should understand that they live in him and that have this full inheritance that Christ's life became their life. Now, I've been saying all this week that this is what happens to you when you were born again. Now, how can I verify that from Scripture? Well, Ephesians 1.13 puts it very, very clearly. Let me read what Paul says. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Now let me unpack that for you. You, as a Christian, were included in Christ when you first of all heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Somehow you heard the gospel. Somehow you heard about salvation. Somehow you heard that without the forgiveness of your sins, you are unacceptable to God and living under condemnation. Somehow you heard that it was possible for all the guilt to be removed from your life and for you to receive um, not only the forgiveness of your sins, but the gift of eternal life, the gift of God's kingdom that you would be saved from your past, saved from sin, saved from the power of sin, saved from from serving Satan, who was your father before you were born again, so Jesus says. And you were saved for God, to live for his purposes, to live, as we saw yesterday, for the praise of his glory. Now, all this happened because when you heard the gospel of salvation, you believed. You remember that Jesus said that we are to repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is available to us. And when you repent, you are forgiven of your sins. You give your life to Jesus. Now, when you give your life to Jesus, what does he do with it? He places you in Christ. And then he places Christ in you by the Holy Spirit. You receive, Paul says here, having believed, you were marked in him with a seal. Now, that he means the seal of God's approval. He was marked in you with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. And the fact that you have received the Holy Spirit is is like the deposit. It's like the first fruits that guarantees your full inheritance that you will live in the glory of God for all eternity. He explains that until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So you are called now to live for the praise of his glory, not to live your own life in your own way for your own ends, but he has set you apart. He has put you into Christ. He's put Christ into you by the power of the Holy Spirit so that now you can take hold of your inheritance and you can reveal the life of Jesus in your life.
And that's what God wants, that by the activity of the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water are pouring out of your inmost being. So you see, it was when you first believed that you were placed in Christ and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and you believed and so received the Holy Spirit. It's very, very clear in Scripture. I want you to understand that that does not happen automatically if water is poured over a baby's head. It is quite clear that there has to be personal faith. There has to be personal revelation of the truth. It is very, very clear in the Scripture that that is the case. The time for somebody to be baptized is when they have become a believer. And that water baptism signifies that their old life outside of Christ is dead, buried, and finished with. It's the funeral life of the, uh, it's a funeral rite of the old life. And now you have a new life and you are a new creation. And that new life you live in Christ with Christ living in you. And so in chapter 2 of Ephesians, Paul says in verse 4, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. This is the work of God's grace, isn't it? That he gave us the gospel when we were still sinners. He forgave our sins made us acceptable in his sight. We were washed clean, made pure and holy before him. And we were saved from being people that lived outside of Christ under the condemnation of God and brought into Christ where we can live in union with him and in the full acceptance of God. What a glorious transformation that is. And then Paul goes on to say, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You see, the revelation gets better and better. If you are in Christ, you are in Christ where he is now. And he is no longer a man on earth. He is now the Lord of heaven, seated enthroned in heavenly places. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He is the triumphant king who is reigning over all his creation. And and so Paul says, if you're in him, you're in the risen, ascended, triumphant king. And, And that's how you need to see yourself. God sort of sees you already in heavenly places. I often remind our people when we're praising and worshiping God, I say, look, you're not standing here on earth in the worship center now, but you are in Christ, you are in heavenly places, you are joining with the whole host of heaven before the throne of God in worshiping him. That is where you belong. That's, that's the place now where you belong. It's such wonderful, wonderful truth that you see, when you understand that, When you understand the position that God has given us in Christ, you can look down on your problems, look down on the situation. You know, Jesus tells us to speak to the mountains, the problems, the needs in our lives, and command them to move. And if you stand at the base of a mountain, 
I love mountains. I love seeing the mountains in, in Switzerland or the Rockies in North America. And, uh, you know, you, they, they seem formidable, don't they? Absolutely unmovable. But you get into a plane and you fly over the Alps or you fly over the Rockies and you look down. They seem so small, so insignificant. I mean, they are now smaller than the nail of your little finger. That which seems so immovable seems now so minute. The same mountain, but a different perspective. And when we look at our problems and our needs from our human perspective, they do look sometimes insurmountable problems. But when we recognize, wait a minute, I'm living in Christ. I'm living in his inheritance. I am seated in heavenly places with him. And, and you get, if you like, airborne, you can look down on your problems and say, well, that's not such a big issue for God. He can deal with that. He is able to alter the circumstances. He can change things. It's not that you will change them. You speak to the mountain with faith, and Jesus says it will be moved for you. It doesn't say you will move it, but it will be moved. So perspective is all important here. In a life of faith, it's absolutely important. I notice Paul prays for these people, praying that uh, they'll have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they can know him better. Is that a good prayer to pray if, pe- pray if people are really struggling with understanding this? Well, well yes, but, um, you know, the revelation doesn't come by prayer. I think, I think we've got to understand that. The revelation comes from reading the Word and saying... Holy Spirit, reveal this truth to my heart. You, you can't pray revelation into being. You can pray that as you read the scriptures, the spirit of revelation will be operating in your life. But the reason why so many people really do not live with the dynamic of faith that God intends is because they don't read the scriptures enough. Uh, if you're going to be a person of faith, you need to read the word of God every day. Every day, every day, every day. Just get into God thinking. Get into the revelation of the truth of what God has done. And you see, in, in this, this scripture that I was reading just now, God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. You see, the grace is in Christ Jesus. The life is in Christ Jesus. The kindness is in Christ Jesus. The riches are in Christ Jesus. Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Our holiness is in Christ Jesus. Our freedom is in Christ Jesus. Our total acceptance is in Christ Jesus. Our healing is in Christ Jesus. Our provision is in Christ Jesus. Everything that we need is in Christ Jesus. And he has made us rich in every way as we saw earlier in the week because we are in Christ Jesus. And so Paul says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that nobody can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. So it's wonderful to live in Christ, but it's so that we are enabled and empowered to do the works of God here on earth that will reveal the truth of who he is. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 